Converting leads, closing deals, and performing amongst the top salespeople in your industry require more than just talent and experience. Hear from the best as we discuss the proven formulas they use to generate new leads and close deals on the science of business development. Hello, this is Greg DeKalb with the Science of Business Development, and I am joined here today with good friend and business partner, Katrina Roddy. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I really thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate you. <laughs> you have such a unique story, and I know we've crossed paths so many times at networking events, and I know you're really a, a staple for Chicago and, and leadership and so forth, but before all that happened... There was the Katrina that oh. was in Joliet, you know, wondering if, if college was going to be right yeah. and these type of things. So help us understand a little bit about your, your past and your journey uh, to where you are today. Okay. It all started. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up in Joliet, Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, I, both parents, I came from a family of six. So there were six of us, three boys, three girls. I'm number five out of six. Um, just grew up there, went to high school there, but right out of high school, I ended up going to Robert Morris College downtown. Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand the makeup of my family, and which I do talk about in my book. My parents married at the age of like 16, 17, and they got married very early. So the mindset as we were growing up, my parents were like, look, once you finish high school, get a job, get a partner, move on with your life. That's how they built theirs. Mm -hmm. So that's what they progressed onto us. However, I was that one person that said, I'm not doing that. I want to go to college. How does that work? And I knew we came from very humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, at that particular time, my dad had a car accident. So I knew for sure that they weren't be able to pay for me to go to college. So I decided to listen to some of those college um, tours and people that came into our high school at the time and ended up at Robert Morris because I could work full-time as well. So that's how I got my start into the insurance industry. And I had never really heard of those programs before. Whenever oh, I was reading the book, I just thought that was so neat. Yeah. You were able to go to college, and then they were able to set you up with a job yes. along the way. Yep. So that was a very awesome program for you. It was, you. it was. So you graduate in what you said, like three years? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Oh my gosh. So and it was a very aggressive program. However, you got work experience the entire time. So that's what made it exciting for me because I was working the same time and my job reported to the school how I was doing. How mm -hmm. does she dress today? How is she business-wise? Because I was in school for business. So mm -hmm. they wanted to know all of those things. So they, they really told the companies, hey, this is how she's doing, told my school, and they graded me based on that. So I was able to graduate in three years based on that. 16 hours, <laughs> classes, and then a full day of work. No, that, that's fantastic. And yeah. then it, and then obviously that all went well, and you ended up securing a full-time job yes. with them, and you spent quite a bit of time with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think some companies still do that. They're just not as um, open with it. They may not say, like, there are tremendous companies that will do tuition reimbursement, but just got to find them now. Before, they were pushing it on people when I was coming up. But now you just have to, you have to ask. You have to ask. And you know they all have those programs. Somewhere, somehow, they all got some funds. Yeah. Somewhere, you know, you just, in, exactly. So sometimes you just have to ask. Yeah. That's all it takes. You just have to ask. How, do, how, are you, how can you help me further my education? Yeah. So now you're in corporate. Everything's yes. going well. Yeah. Right? You're beginning your life yeah. and all these different things. Right? 
So talk to us a little bit about your progression up the corporate ladder. Sure. So when I started, I, I laugh about this all the time because I really tell my age when I start talking about <laughs> when I worked in insurance in the beginning, we had carbon copies. So I'd go oh through and I goodness. worked in legal staff where we'd help um, write the wording for some of these insurance policies. But the, the story I like to tell the most is when we got our first PC. <laughs> We got our first wow. personal computer in the office. And because I was in such a progressive school, mm -hmm. I was the only one allowed to use it. It sat in the middle of the floor. I'd come in from a half day of school and I was the only one allowed to sit there because I can do my homework. So that's it was amazing. Fantastic. So that's how I started. So it goes way back to mm -hmm. when people were smoking at their desk and drinking at their desk. All of this stuff was going on. The world has evolved. The real bad man. The real bad Yeah. I remember when, you know, when fax machines came out. I'm really dating myself. But I remember all of these things. And it makes such a significant impact now because I can remember when we had to do things manually. Mm -hmm. We had to think through things before technology, talking to a phone. So I remember all of those things. But working, um, started off as a clerk in claims, working for an insurance company. And then just took a huge curiosity in insurance because I started learning different avenues of it. So I wanted to learn more. And that's always been my core. I've always been a curious person. Mm -hmm. And that just helps us grow, right? So I started to expand and ask more questions. Well, how do I get to that department? And what does that department do? And then I ended up in corporate insurance where I'm looking at accounts that are corporations. And I'm like, I didn't even realize they needed insurance like this. So I worked in the big houses and I just continued to progress and um, took different roles and um, stayed curious and kept moving and kept moving until, you know, I was pretty much a pillar in that industry by the time I left. Yeah. And that's, that's very interesting the way you put it. Stay mm -hmm. curious because yes. I think people lose their curiosity Absolutely just over great. time. I know I have. You mm -hmm. kind of want to become masters yeah. of what you've learned yeah. so far. Yep. You know, but you got to leave room for that curiosity yes. because that's what takes you, you well, know, different here's, places. Here's what I'll say about curiosity. Um, at one point when we're younger, mm -hmm. curiosity may be this far apart. Yeah. And as we get older and we learn things and, you know, we have these skepticism jumps in, it starts to close up. And when it gets to be about here is when people think they know too much. And so they don't really look for other things. I think for us, our jobs as we get older is to keep pushing that back out and Absolutely. wanting to learn more things because this is where we grow. We grow in this space. We don't grow when you're this small, when you're this far apart. So yeah, no, no, that's a, that's an excellent point. So then you're doing well in corporate. Yeah, everything is going well. Love my job. <laughs> but right when everything's going well, yeah, what happens? They say, you know what? We no, we no longer gonna need this department. <laughs> And that's just with any corporation. And that's corporate America. That's corporate America. Yeah. We felt good. And I say we because there was a team of us. Mm -hmm. We felt good because we're working on large accounts. Yeah. I mean, the Costco's of the world, Discover Card, Saks Fifth Avenue. These were clients of ours. And we had always kind of dodged a bullet because we brought in the most money to the company. Right. We had the tightest relationships with these accounts. So we're thinking, how are they going to let us go? And then one day they came and said, because it's not our agenda, it's really theirs. Right. And they said, we're making a shift. And because of that, we're going to call it a RIF, which is a reduction in workforce. And oh, so we got RIF. there. I know. <laughs> but out of five of us, because I was always so mm -hmm. young in the industry, even at my age, 
four of them were like, yeah, we're going to retire. And I'm like, I can't retire. But what I did know is I had started in the industry so long ago and I had, I had, um, benefit from being in the industry. I learned a lot. I didn't have college friends. I had corporate friends and I still have those friends to this mm -hmm. day. I knew at one point that I would be getting out of corporate. Okay. They just kind of forced my hand in it. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Like, did you have that inkling? A little bit. To be an entrepreneur, to be your own boss? Yeah. You did. Okay. Just did, it was all time, about the timing. It was timing. Because I, I had no clue what I wanted to do. And I thought I had enough time to figure it out before I decided that I was going to stop yeah. corporate. And yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, no, you don't have time. Now, <laughs> go. So, so you're devastated for all of what an hour? Oh no! Oh <laughs> no! I was devastated for, I would say, about two years. Wow. Okay, because I, I know how it is. Whenever you, oh, gosh, you don't yes. have your focus, you don't have your A game. It's hard to yeah. you know move forward. Not only that, but do a whole life change, which is what yes. you essentially did. Yeah, and that's essentially where the foundation of where your book came Absolutely. from. Because you you realize that there's a lot of people that are going on this journey. Yep. Uh, me personally, I'm going yeah. on the journey, and yeah. it's a journey that never ends. <laughs> And your book has been very insightful, very helpful. Good, thank you. But I'd love to hear from from you and your experience and go through that journey. And what you know, what yeah, what gave you the idea to say, you know, what people the foresight, yeah, to know that oh wow, what I'm doing, a lot of people are going to be doing. Man, I need to get this information down because so many more people can benefit from it. So I think the foresight came with me networking, really. Um, when you work on an account that large, mm -hmm. there are some things you pick up. And the reason I loved my job is because when you do work on it, it's not prospecting three to five days, three to five people, three to five minutes out where you do on a personal relationship base. It's three to five years. So you better become a damn good relationship manager to, to succeed in your job. And that's what I was good at. I'm really good at being a relationship manager. Um, so what happened is... I would go out after being laid off, devastated, don't know what to do. I started at 18, so I don't know anything but corporate. Yeah. So what I knew is that I was a good relationship manager. Even when I left the company and I wanted to pursue other companies before mm -hmm. I started, I did not search for the industry. I searched for relationship management. Wow. Which okay. is quite different from what other people do. Mm -hmm. And I started searching, and I, that's another podcast. We could tell you some of the stuff yeah, I got from that. Like relationship management, <laughs> entrepreneurship, one-on-one. No. -on -one. <laughs> but I think what you landed on, though, what you, what you started to understand was transferable skills. skills. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And then once you understood your skills, and that's where a lot of the premises, you know, yes. understanding your own skills. Yeah. And where they can apply. So talk to yeah. us a little bit about that. So that's interesting you say that because um, a lot of companies look for that. They look for transferable skills. And transferable skills basically are, it's what your core is. Mm -hmm. Like what, what are you? What, it, what makes you up? What makes Greg, Greg? And those could be transferred like interpersonal skills. Um, just your ability to talk to CEOs of companies and have communication with them. Those are transferable skills and people don't realize these are things you have that you've built along the way. I don't care if you got them when you were younger or you got them through your household or corporate because corporate could actually be a metaphor for life. Mm -hmm. So you have these skills. And I, I started learning through networking after being let go that I had some things that maybe some other entrepreneurs were seeking. 
because they would ask me, could you help us budget? So those were my financial skills that kicked. And I said, oh, yes, I'll help you. No problem. Can you help me figure out the whole networking thing? No problem. I was helping people do these things because it came natural to me. They came natural to me because I'd learned them through being in a big corporation. So I just do them because that's how I helped my teams out. Mm -hmm. So it was one lady through a networking event that pulled me to the side and said, honey, you give out too much free information. <laughs> she said, this is essentially your job now. And I said, you know, I didn't think about it that way. At that time, I was in um, I was doing personal insurance. Mm -hmm. I was doing financial advising. I was doing those things. And I decided at that point to put all of this knowledge that I had and how I learned to do things in one spot. Never wanted to sell a book. Never wanted to become bestseller. Just wanted to put my ideas in one place. Right. And I said the book would be it. Literally, that's I'm like, oh, it'll be a book. So let me just put everything in this book. And when I did that, I became bestseller. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, the world opened up. Um, I started looking at things a little different. And I don't know if you're familiar with Marianne Williamson, hmm. um, famous author, spiritual mm -hmm. leader. But she ended up being my coach for like nine months. Wow. And she's the one who said, Katrina, you're actually helping people make that transition. You're making them transition from employee status, because that's what you're in and making them push over to become um, entrepreneurs. And that's how the corporate breakup came in. Because that's my two years of, you get anger, mm -hmm. you get anxiety, you get sleep disturbances, you don't know what to do. And these are the same things that happen through like a regular breakup, Greg. Mm -hmm. People go through this, and then your friend may come over and bring wine or tequila, who knows. Yeah. They'll bring that over and help you get through that breakup. But when you break up from corporate, you don't have the same support. They're basically like, hey, that girl needs to find another job. What is she doing these days? Right. So that's what it is. So I had to wrap my mind around all of that. And then finally, it was more of meditation. Mm -hmm. It was more coming into finding who I am as a mm -hmm. person and just understanding that and being able to say, you know what? I can share this with other people. I'm not the only one in the world going through this. Obviously, because people are buying my book, they want to know. Every day. And that's why I said, hey, I could probably, this is something that I do. And I started doing it, and I, I feel so fulfilled when I help somebody. See, and I can honestly say that I would have loved to have had your book whenever I was going through oh, my yeah. breakup with corporate. Yeah. You know, because I, I do feel like the plan that you lay out in the book is just, it's phenomenal. Good. You know, it's, it's a, an amazing roadmap. Yeah. And... It would definitely shorten that two-year devastation period oh, yeah. of like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, this is like, okay, after you've had that tequila with your friend, <laughs> okay, you need to pick up this book and you start making yourself a plan. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the plan just came with what, step by step. What did I do? Mm -hmm. So I developed a plan. I developed a roadmap. And it's really, you know what I heard the other day? I talked to a friend of mine who purchased my book at the time. Mm -hmm. I think people just support me. I don't even think that they're going to go through it and read it. And she's like, you know, I got some stuff in your book. I highlighted. I'm like, you read that? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, why would I buy it and not read it? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I thought for support. And she said, no, I highlight things in there. I look for mentors. I oh, look yeah. for. And so it's really a toolkit for people to go back to. And she's like, I reference it. So that's what I got out of it. People will get it and they think, you know what? It's an easy read. I can follow these steps. 
Or if I need help with them, maybe she can coach me through these steps. Any of that could happen, but it's really a toolkit for people to go back to and say, you know what? I forgot I should be doing that. Yep. You got to set those goals. You set the goals. Smart yeah. goals, right? You set your smart goals. Um, I, my favorite chapter in the book is networking. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it so much. And it's 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 a game. It became a game for me. So I love that. That's part of um, what I coach. I love coaching the messaging, mm-hmm. like getting your message right, because a lot of people, they get so caught up on this is not happening for me. I don't understand. You know, it's hard being an entrepreneur. It is very hard being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. But if you have the right messaging and you notice that people grab onto that, then that helps you get the confidence you need to move forward. And, and I love how you lay out, you know, it's not about just having a plan, but it's about building a team. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to understand what skill sets you have. You have to be yeah. honest with yourself yeah. on where you lack a little bit. And you have to find someone that's going to support you with that. Yeah. You talk a lot about champions and mentors yes. and these type of things and how they played in a pretty impactful role for yourself yes. as you were going through all this. You know what I, I, I discovered? Um, I'm starting to do collaborations with different small mm-hmm. businesses because I realize that they have skill sets that I may not have. Like it's it's about building a team around you, right? And I really think that's the way to go for small businesses. Collaborate. Absolutely. Collaborate. Build those referral partners. Mm-hmm. Somebody is sitting with your clients every day because they don't look at them the same way you look at them. So why not collaborate with them to say, what can I help you with? I mean, do some bartering. I, I don't know, but I feel like collaborations will will take you further than just saying I'm in this island by myself. Uh, absolutely, and one of the one, the quickest way to find out that you're not on an island is to go out and do some networking. Oh yeah, and I I, I love your approach to networking. You you methodically think out what you're going to do, what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that those statistics to make sure that you're going to have a oh, successful yeah. networking event. Yes, so. You have to treat it as part of your job. Mm-hmm. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you're just not out there hanging out with people. You are. You have a good time. Go for it for that reason if you want to. But if you're trying to build a book of business mm-hmm. and um, really collaborate with individuals, you have to go out in your network. And you're very methodical about that. So you go out and you find, you say to yourself before you go out, mm-hmm. what type of networking event do I want to go to? Do I want, right. want to go with one for the masses or do I want to go to the small intimate readings at the table? Discover why you want to do that. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get out of it? And then choose who is going to be there in your mind. You can think of people you want to talk to. Pick between five and eight people and yeah. say, I'm going to get these individuals. Once you get them, like I always say, the follow up starts when you get to the networking event, not after the networking mm-hmm. event. It starts while you're there because after you talk to a person, you're trying to figure out how am I going to get back in front of them so that we can collaborate, so that I can introduce them to different people. I always think, too, networking is never for you, and I think people internalize it. Okay. It's really to build relationships Mm -hmm. so that if you came to me, Greg, and said, hey, Katrina, do you know anybody at the Face of Chicago business? I will say, yes, I met them at a net, and then I become valuable to you because I learned of somebody else that I can share with you. So it's it's just making it into, it's strategizing, it's all strategy. So you go, you find your individual, you talk to them, and then you start to build relationships. And that's what I think I like to do well. Yeah, no, and, and that's fantastic. And networking, obviously, heavily evolved with it myself. Yeah. 
it has it's led me to this point in time right here yeah you know because coming from corporate america i would have never thought i was going to be doing wow you know these type of things right yeah but you network you meet interesting people like you were saying you collaborate yeah and i would say that was probably one of the things you know going on that journey that i took for granted like i didn't realize how many other people wow. yeah. you're gonna you're gonna need to have a successful business yeah you know and what you were saying about bartering and creating these relationships and they're going through the same thing, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that what, makes sense, right? Yeah. That's what and you, you gotta, all about. You got to think about those things when you're in business. And a lot of that probably came from me being in corporate. I knew my job really mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So um, just on a day to day, if I got in a big account, right, I'd get it in. I was responsible for going out and getting that account. I'd bring it in. I'd have to form a team around it. I'd have to put the right people in place so that we can all have a common interest in making sure that we provide what we need to this account. So I think my approach is the same as an entrepreneur. I know what I do well, so I try to form a team around me right. because I can't do everything. And I, I never confess to understanding somebody else's job. I know mine. I know how I do mine really well. And I look for people who know theirs very well, and we just team up. So now, now you've gone through uh, the corporate breakup, yep. entrepreneur, you got the business, yeah. you're out networking, writing the book, you got a plan together, people are calling you, you're yeah. a thought leader, okay. right? But all the while, you got to market yourself. Oh, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about how you do some self-promoting marketing, you know, and get your name in, out there without yeah. being too, you know? Yeah. So I learned from another networking event that I'd gone to, um that you can coin phrases, okay, right? And so when I had gone to this event, they talked about some people who had done different things in the media and they coined phrases. And I was like, I'm gonna coin a phrase because no one knew about the corporate breakup. No one knew about that, mm -hmm. what, what I wanted to portray in that. So I came up with this name for my business called The Corporate Breakup and I wanted to coin it. And the best way to do that was to be involved in different things. And mm -hmm. I chose the media path of I would like to I'm going to be a podcast guest and I'm going to not one, not just coin the phrase, but I'm also going to practice my message. OK, better way to practice your message to an audience. Sit on a podcast. So I did close to 100 podcasts. Wow. Just back to back. And what I learned from that, Greg, and that's part of my marketing, what I learned from that is in the beginning, yes, I was seeking to be on someone's podcast, but towards the middle of the year, it shifted and people were looking for me to be on theirs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this because I came from corporate, so I right, claim right. to be dumb on a lot of entrepreneur stuff until mm -hmm. I started becoming an entrepreneur. So what I learned is that it takes you high up in the Google search. If okay. you do enough podcasts. So people would ask me to be on theirs because my name was already high in the Google search from the number that I've done. And now all of a sudden their name would be connected to that as well. So that was that's one of the key marketing things that I like to do is podcast interviews. And it was best to do them 2020, 2021, because they were all um, on the on computer. They're all Internet based. No, fantastic. But to do that, though, you had to put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. That's scary. The blessings in the show up. Got to show up. You know, that's that's funny because half the time it, it is. It's just all about showing up yep. and things just seem to, you know, find their place. It yeah. feels like. Yeah. Just Great. show up. You have to. So what's next on your horizon then? Ah, 
do we have another day to yeah. talk about? <laughs> so um, through some of my interviews, um, especially mm -hmm. during the George Floyd incident, mm -hmm. I always talked about how I want to, how can I help? That's all right. I continue to say. And if I'm using my skills to help other people, how can I help? And my key was to help schools. I want to help kids in underserved areas um, become entrepreneurs. You right. know, not everyone wants to go to college. Not everyone can afford to go to college. Um, and then you don't get that option to become an entrepreneur or mm -hmm. see how business people work. So what I did was took myself and put myself out there again and ended up getting contracts with Chicago Public Schools. So I'll go in and I'll teach my eight steps to entrepreneurs and I developed a program wow. called Classroom to Career. In addition to that, I work with the insurance industry, real estate industry, and the financial services industry. Because I worked in those myself, I understand that at times they're going to teach you everything to know about their company and how they work. They kind of lack in teaching you how to run a business. Right. And so I go in as an extension of that. Mm -hmm. So if they hire me for that, then they automatically get a chance to help a school because I call it a sponsorship. So that's what's on my horizon. Um, I got some other things in the work I don't want to speak of right away until they land. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just keep moving, keep collaborating with others, keep building my business, keep putting my name out there, making sure my message is clear. And if I have to change it a little bit, I change it and I just keep moving. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just that, keep swimming. That's fantastic. Where, where do you get all this inspiration from? Uh, meditation. Meditation, really. I like Seriously. to ask that question because there, there are so many sources of inspiration. So much. But meditation. I meditate right. a lot. Do you anybody, recommend uh, any type of meditation or anything like that? Sit still. <laughs> Sit still. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I, um, I have started meditating like 15 minutes before I start my day. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of that has helped me um, just get things in perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you sit still long enough, ideas start to come. Right. And you want more. I don't like to say I'm motivated by mm -hmm. anything because motivated means I'm coming from a negative space into a space. Okay. But I like to say I'm inspired. There you go. Because if I'm inspired, I'm inspired by something and I, right. I try to act on it when I'm inspired by it. So a lot of uh, meditation, self-help. Just kind of staying calm, understanding that things will work out for me, and that's how I get up. I always say everything is going to work out for me. Fantastic. And well, keep moving. Um, I really appreciate your time today. Thank, Thank you, you for you having so me. Much. Let me rattle off at the mouth about You're, stuff. You are all good. <laughs> um, anybody that is looking to make that move from corporate America into entrepreneurship, don't do what I did and wallow around <laughs> for two years and figure it out for yourself. Go out, get Katrina's book. You'll be leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. <laughs>